Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Hello and welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly in the best of spirits. We got a lot that is going on out there, a whole lot. But nevertheless, we give God all thanks, all honor, and all glory, and most importantly, all praises. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all glory, and all praises, and all thanks to none other than Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and of course, the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. We are are nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode, as well as the series. I'd also like to take some time out real quickly to say thank you to each and every one of you who have taken the time out to listen, whether that's by hitting play or just simply hitting download. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate it. And also real quickly before I forget, I would also like to take a little moment out to say thank you to whoever the individual was or is that purchased one of the, I believe it was the scripture or the prayer. I think it was the scripture journal. So I just want to say thank you. And God bless you. Today is November 25th. Actually, when I sat down, it was November 24th. But anyway, that's a different story. But as of right now, it is November 25th. So it is two days after Thanksgiving. One day after Black Friday. And no, I did not do any Black Friday shopping. I have never done Black Friday. So there you go. Um, Where I am at, the temperature, according to what my computer is saying, is 48 degrees. Um, The time now is currently 1.44 a.m. In my cup, I don't have anything. Um, Earlier, I did have a cup of coffee with a nice slice of homemade, from scratch, sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. It was really good with some whipped cream on top. Oh yeah. I hope that you were able to catch my last episode 
of course, which was a character study based on Joab. And the name and title of that episode is Joab, Valiant and Mighty Warrior. Today's episode is going to be about some Christian history. And like I promised when I started season six, that this season was going to be a little different. And of course, I would be doing some more Christian history stuff because I think it's extremely important to see how some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, how they endured during those times based on their faith. And I think it can be a sort of strength as well as comfort um, as well as a great example as to how we can better cope and deal with whatever it is that we might be experiencing because of our faith, like persecution. There's some different forms, excuse me, of persecution. So I want to focus a lot or a little more actually on Christian history. So I will be incorporating some of those episodes into this season. So yes, I have a a new series. I have no idea how many parts it's going to be. It's probably going to be, uh, what's the right word? It's probably going to be an ongoing series. And then I have another series that is coming up after. Now that's going to be a hot one for sure. I'm not sure how many parts that one is going to have, but I can tell you it's going to be a hot one because as far as for what I've gathered um, for part one, I got 12 pages and I got to sit and type those pages. So yeah, because I, I wouldn't be able to understand my, my chicken scratch. But yeah, so anyway, back to the topic. Today's episode, like I said before, is going to be about Christian history. The name and title of today's episode is The Blood of the Martyrs, Dying for the Faith, Part 1. And in this episode, we are going to take a look at the lives of some of God's faithful servants. Once again, this is episode number 138. And the name and title of this episode is The Blood of the Martyrs Dying for the Faith, Part 1. So sit back, relax. Grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, depending on which part of the world you're at listening to me and come back and join me here in a few minutes as we get started. So I will see you in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. 
check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece Quiet Time Bible Study Bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Okay, so welcome back. I hope that you were able to grab yourself something either hot or ice cold, depending where you're at. So yes, so let's get into it without any further ado. Once again, the name and title of today's episode is The Blood of the Martyrs, Dying for the Faith, Part 1. Once again, this episode is episode number 138. So first up on my list is none other than the first martyr, which was, of course, none other than Stephen the martyr or also known as Saint Stephen. Now Stephen preached the gospel in a faithful manner to the betrayers and murderers of Jesus Christ. Now according to John Fox, the author of the book entitled Fox's Book of the Martyrs, those whom he was preaching the gospel to became excited, but not as an excited to receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ. Instead, they cast Stephen out of the city and stoned him to death. And this story can be found in Acts 7. And I'm going to be reading two key verses from that particular story, which is going to be verse 59, as well as verse 60. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So basically, this was Stephen speaking as he was being stoned to death. 
as he was being stoned to death, he cried out to the living God. And he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then when he was finished, he knelt down and he cried out with a loud voice and said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. In other words, forgive them for they know what, for they know not what they do. And when he had finished saying that, he fell asleep. Now, our second martyr who's up next is none other than James the Great. James the Great was the son of Zebedee and the elder brother of John, the revelator, of course, or the one who Jesus loved. He also was related to Jesus. His mother, Salome, was related to Mary, the mother of Jesus. The time span between Stephen's death or martyrdom was 10 years later after Herod Agrippa was appointed governor of Judea. And just in case you're not aware who Herod Agrippa was, Actually, he's one of those 100 Herods that was in the Bible. There was a ton of Herods. He came from that line. He was also the brother of Herodias, who, of course, John ended up losing his head for because she sent her daughter, Salome, to dance for her stepfather, which was Herod Antipas. And of course, as a reward, he asked her what would she like to have for her seductive dance. And of course, she didn't know what to ask for. So she went back to her mother to find out what should she ask for. And her mother told her, John the Baptist's head. And that's exactly what she got, his head on a platter. So this is Herod Agrippa, basically, who was the brother of Herodias. Now, according to Fox, Herod Agrippa raised a sharp persecution against the Christians, and he was also determined to make an effectual impact by striking their leaders. Now, according to other sources, as James was being led to the place of his death, his accuser was brought to him to repent of his conduct because of James's courage in undauntedness. He fell at his feet asking for forgiveness and he professed Jesus Christ. Now this was the same person that accused James. Here he was now as James was about to head to be, you know, was headed out to be persecuted. Here was his accuser coming to him and repenting. Not only did he repent, he also fell at his feet while asking for forgiveness. And then he professed Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And all because of the way that James handled himself during this time of persecution. Amazing. Amazing. 
James's accuser also decided that James should not be the only one that day to receive the crown of martyrdom. And according to Fox's book of martyrs, both James the Great and his accuser turned brother in Christ were both beheaded that very same day. Timon, his name meaning honorable, was one of the seven who were chosen to supervise distribution of food to the Greek-speaking widows of, Jer of the Jerusalem church. And of course, this story can be found in Acts 6, verse 5. So then we have next Parmenas, whose name means faithful or constant. He, along with Timon, was part of the seven who were chosen to give food to the Greek-speaking widows of Jerusalem. Now, both Timon and Parmenas were also killed. In other words, they both suffered martyrdom the very same time as James and his accuser. So James, along with his accuser, along with these other two, made up they were four of the seven that was crucified on that particular day. They were all crucified on the same day. One was put to death at Philippe and the other at Macedonia. And they were all martyred in AD 44. Then we have next Philip, born in Bethesda. He was first called a disciple in Galilee. He labored diligently in Upper Asia. He was put to death at Helopolis, an Egyptian city that meant city of the sun. In Egyptian, its name means pillar town and was rendered in Akkadian. In, oh Lord, what's that? Phrygia, Phrygia, or Phrygia, P-H-Y-R-G-I-A, something to that effect. Either way, it was a sub-region of Galatia where his people were often slaves or servants. And he was scourged and thrown into prison where he was later crucified. And then we have next, and I'm sure these names sound familiar to you because if you're listening carefully, these were actually the apostles. Not all of them, but the majority of the names that you're going to be hearing, they were the apostles. They were part of the 12, well, minus Judas. So up next, we have Matthew, who was a former tax collector before he was handpicked and chosen by Jesus Christ. He was born in Nazareth. He is also the author of the first book of the Synoptic Gospels, which is, of course, the book that bears his name, the book of Matthew. Matthew wrote his gospel in Hebrew, which was later translated into Greek by James the Less. Matthew labored in the gospel of Jesus Christ in Parthia and in Ethiopia. Matthew was slain with a halberd. Now, I had to look up what that meant. And of course, what it means is it's a combined spear and battle axe. So one end was a spear, and then on the other end was a battle axe. So he was slain with a halberd, 
in the city of Nada, Nadaba, in AD 60. Up next, we have none other than Matthias. Now, not too much is known about Matthias, except for, well, he is the least known amongst all the apostles. However, we do know that he was the one who was selected to take the place of none other than Judas the betrayer. Matthias, of course, was stoned to, the, to death and then he was beheaded in Jerusalem. Up next is Andrew, the brother of Peter. Now, Andrew preached the gospel to many people throughout the Asian nations. However, when he arrived at Edessa, he was apprehended and he was crucified on a cross where the toe ends were fixed crosswise in the ground. Hence, this is where the term St. Andrew's cross came from. So basically, the cross looked like the letter X. Up next is St. Mark. St. Mark was born to Jewish parents of the tribe of Levi. It is said that he was converted to Christianity by the Apostle Peter, who he served as a a Manuenses, meaning one who is employed to write from dictation or to copy a manuscript, kind of sort of like a scribe. Now he wrote his gospel, which is Peter's gospel. The book of Mark, under close inspection in the Greek language, he was dragged to pieces by the people of Alexandria at the great solemnity of Serapis, their idol. His life was taken by their merciless hands. Up next is Jude, the brother of James. He, he was commonly called Thaddeus and he was crucified at Edessa in AD 72. And then we have Bartholomew. Bartholomew preached in several countries. He, was, he also translated the Gospel of Matthew into the language of Hindi. Bartholomew propagated the Gospel in India, where he was severely beaten for a long period of time, and then he was later crucified. And then, of course, we have Thomas. Old Doubton Thomas, yeah who was called Didymus, meaning twin. He preached the gospel in Parthia, as well as in India, where he invoked the rage of the pagan priests of that nation, and he was martyred by having a spear thrust through him. And then we have Luke, the physician and evangelist. He was also the author of the gospel of Luke, as well as the book of Acts. He also traveled with the Apostle Paul to various countries while Paul preached the gospel. Now, according to Fox, it is supposed that he was hanged on an olive tree by the idolatrous priests 
of Greece. Up next, we have Simon the Zealot. Now, Simon the Zealot, he preached the gospel in Mauritania. This is officially an Islamic republic, which is a sovereign country in Northwest Africa. And he also preached in Britain, where he was later crucified in A.D. 74. So now we have come to the end of part one of the blood of the martyrs dying for the faith. Now in part two, I will feature some more of God's faithful servants and saints who paid the price for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So make sure that you come back to listen to the other parts of the series, which I have no idea, like I said before, how long they are going to be. It will probably, like I said before, be an ongoing series or segment as far as the season six, where that entails for the Words of Encouragement podcast this season. You know, we are living in the last days, whether you want to believe it or not. And I remember doing, during 2020, um, where I saw something on Facebook that said, it will never be normal again. Something to that effect. Normal will not, something, something to that effect. Normal may never come back. But one thing we are sure of as children of the most high God through Christ Jesus, who died for our sins. One thing we know for sure that is coming back. That is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are truly living in the last days. Every day as we look around, we can see everything that the Bible has been speaking about. You know, we currently have the war that is going on between Israel and Palestine. Now, just open your newspaper if, you know, that's where you get your news from. Or turn on your television and look at the news. You know, the, the one that tells the truth, which is very rare. Or just find one of those news channels that truly are telling you, you know, the truth. And yeah, they're not on the network. However you may get your news, wherever, Facebook, wherever, social media, wherever you get your news from, look at the state of the world today. But better yet, look at the state of the church today. What is good is being called evil. And what is evil is being called good. Lawlessness is the new norm. And of course, the enemy and his people, they're not hiding anymore. Look at the cost of living. Look at the so-called leaders of the church who are always dumb and mute when it comes to the true things of God. And of course, his son, Jesus Christ, or the word. We have so many so-called Christians where it is all about self. It is not supposed to be about self. It is supposed to be about Jesus Christ. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Word of God. There we go. Triune God. 
And it's so sad. And from that list that I just, of the names I just mentioned a few minutes ago, these were people on the front line. And out of those names, some of those were apostles that were part of the 12. It's not all of them, but that was quite a list of them that were part of the 12. And then you had those that were outside that were not apostles. Of course, you had Luke, who was a physician, as well as an evangelist. He's also He also has been included there. And Parmenas and many others. But one thing, if you look, and of course we have Stephen, who was the first martyr. If you were listening and paying attention, notice good. They all died brutally and violently for the gospel. These were the men that were on the forefront fighting to spread the gospel so that today we can at least have a Bible and, 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 and be able to read about none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and about some of our brothers and sisters in Christ as well and how they endured Paul, a great, another great example. Of course, the Apostle John was the only apostle that he was not martyred. He died a natural death and he lived to a good ripe old age. But for the most part, well, minus Judas, they were all killed brutally. They were crucified. Peter, upside down. I mean, and the list goes on because I don't want to get into Peter right now because, you know, that's for further episode. But I mean, if you know the, the history, you know, well, he was crucified upside down. Thomas, as I, as I just mentioned, a, a spear was thrown through him. And today, when you look around, you see so many so-called preachers that say they represent God and his son, Jesus Christ. I'm not sure which God they're talking about, and I'm not sure what Jesus they're talking about. They got their own version of Jesus, and they're not speaking of the God of heaven, nor the God of the Bible, and neither are they talking about the Jesus of the Bible. They have their own version of Jesus, and their God is mammon. And we know who the head of that, Satan. And that's the truth. Here we got pastors cross-dressing like nobody's business. And, 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 and no guilt about it. I mean, we have gone so far that we don't even have the fear of God in us. And I'm talking about those of us that are professing. I'm not talking about the people in the world. We already know they ain't got no fear because they don't fear God. They don't even think about God. But for those who say, or for those of us who say we are in Christ, it's like we have no fear. Um, let me don't say we, because some of us, we do have to fear. But then there's others. And you're like, it's impossible. Like, clearly, these cannot be of us. Because there's no way in the world that you can say you are a true man of God and you're comfortable putting on women's garments. When the Bible clearly tells us women, we're not to wear men's garments and the men ain't supposed to wear women's garments. But yet they're wearing women's garments. They're having adulterous affairs with 
same sex or the opposite. Doesn't make a difference at this point. They doing it and have no fear. I know sometimes when I say something maybe I shouldn't have said, I get a conviction from the Holy Spirit that I got to repent. So my question is, how is it? They have no type of remorse or repentance. So obviously they probably were never of the Lord, number one. And if they were, they fell a whole long way off. Or they have seared, con- you know, conscience because it's impossible. It's impossible, especially if you are in the pulpit and you don't have the fear of God. Well, God help us. I mean, seriously speaking, this is what we have come to at this point in the church. You know, we just we just do whatever we want to do. And it's, it's truly sad because, you know, the world out there is looking in at us and they're thinking, oh, this is what Christ is supposed to represent. But in reality, it is not. But they don't know that. They just see someone who claims to be a pastor and they think, well, oh, these Christian people. But the truth of the matter is, clearly, these people aren't no real brothers and sisters. Or if they were at one point, they went out and they got lost and they they ain't returned back. That's all I can say because I don't see how in the world, even you got people that have fell away from the faith, but they still know that there's a God. And eventually they came back. But how is it that you feel comfortable dressing in women's clothing and out there like nobody's business and then you're going to stand in the, in the pulpit and um, oh my wife knows about it it's a hobby when I have stress my God help us Jesus help us that, that is all I can really say on that subject and I think I might do a, 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 a episode on that because I think it's just disgusting I, I'm just going to be honest and um even though as disgusting as it was, it still wasn't the unpardonable sin that he could not have repented. You know, repented and go and spend time with God and be restored. But obviously that's not what he wanted. I, I'm sorry, I have to say it. He, 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 to me, he was like a Judas. I, I just have to be honest. I mean, I'm just being... I'm just being honest. And I remember when I did the episode on Blandina, who's one of the female martyrs. And I'll never forget it. When I finished recording it, I think it was the month before. I heard the Lord say to me, he said, you have women running to become pastors, a position of which I have not called them to. But he said, look, he said, but yet you ain't seen these women or women in general running like Blandina as she stood up for her faith. They're running to become pastors. We were not called to be pastors. However, we were called, whether you're man, woman, or child, to contend for the faith. 
but you're not seeing many of them contending for the faith. As he said, instead, they're appointing themselves as pastors when he never called them or us into that position. So they're all running to become pastors. Something in somewhere God did not call ni them, me, or no woman to. But yet, he said, you, you can't find them running to be martyrs. My God, wow. Mm. But it's the truth. I was like, wow. That's all I could have said when he said what he said. I said, oh my God. That was one, that was one heck of a word there. And I was like, wow, that is so true. Trust me, I couldn't even make that up if I tried. But he was telling the truth. And it's, it's, it's really sad, but it is what it is. You know, notice good that those who are standing up and contending for the faith, they're the ones that are being attacked in several different ways. Whether it be finances, health, marriage, etc. Now, depending on which part of the world we are talking about, there are those who are actually being persecuted and killed daily because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And in many of today's churches, the true gospel is not even being preached. And neither is the true Jesus of the Bible being preached or teached in many of these so-called mega establishments. You know, we have an abundance of false prophet pastors who just swindling the people, just swindling them under them, just swindling the people that are under them by admonishing them to pay in order to receive their blessing from the Lord. In other words, sowing on the scriptures, sowing a seed to get your harvest, etc. The Bible clearly tells us that in the last days that people will be lovers of self. Now, yesterday, as I was cooking my Thanksgiving meal for myself, boy, I worked hard. Lord, I keep telling myself every year I'm not going to work that hard. But yeah, if I want to eat, I ain't got no choice. So it turned out beautifully, though. The food was wonderful. But by the time I was finished cooking, I didn't eat till like after 10. But nevertheless, I give God thanks for whatever he gave me. But boy, I was tired. But anyway, as I was cooking, I was also listening to a video on YouTube. And of course, it was none other than Pastor, the late um, David Wilkerson. And he was speaking about certain judgments and certain things that would be coming to America. And let me tell you, about three quarter of the things that he was talking about in that particular video that I was listening to. We have already either we've seen it happen or it's currently happening. It is no joke. And I said, wow, 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 wow. Oh boy. Now in Second Timothy, I just want to read something real quick. In Second Timothy 3, I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 7. And it reads, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves, selfies, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. For such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. That's a sad reality. To be forever learning, but still never able to come to the knowledge of truth. I think it's a disgrace. And I know each day I have to examine my own self. Seriously speaking as well. Because I don't want to be forever learning. And then I, you know, still at the end of the day, I'm not able to come to the knowledge of truth because I refuse to follow the Lord properly. I don't want to be that. I don't want to reach at the end of my journey to stand before God, for God to say to me, away from here. I knew you not depart from me. I don't want to hear those words. I would prefer to hear, well done. Good and faithful child. That's what I'm looking to hear. Just look around. You know, it's here. Everything that that, those passages of scripture just pointed out to us or just said to us, it's happening. And it is extremely important, not just for you, but also for my very own self, that we truly hold on to the Lord. And it is important that we never veer from the way of truth, especially to go and follow the path of lies that so many of today's society is walking upon. And then we got a new, a new one now, the, the gospel of inclusion, which is from the pit of hell. Without Jesus Christ, you cannot enter heaven. Don't let the enemy fool you. You know, and of course, there are those who believe or who once said that they believe, but now they are currently saying that they don't, they no longer believe. And of course, this is part of the great falling away that the Bible speaks about. And we see it every living single day. Many are being led astray by many of today's false or backslidden leaders with their own religion are their own version of what the true word of God truly says. People, believe it or not, there is a hell. It is the first stop before eternal judgment. Open your Bible and read. Don't just sit and listen to your favorite pastor or people or even me. And if you do listen to someone, because we're going to have to listen to somebody or someone or others, the key is 
you have to have your own personal relationship with the Lord. You have to take time out to spend time with God by opening God's word and spending time with him, you know, and spending time in that word, you know, reading it. And at some point you got to start studying it so that we do not be fooled. You see, so many people that are sitting under and supporting ministries that are out of order with the word of God because they do not study the word or read the word of God for themselves. So because of that, they're being led astray while also being financially and spiritually raped by their so-called leaders who are false prophets, capital P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And yes, I do know how to spell the word prophet, but that does not apply to them. That only applies to true prophets, which is P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Now, I give God thanks for each and every one of his true servants that are out there on the front lines for his kingdom, for God's honor and for God's glory. And let us remember to include them in our prayers daily and also our brothers and sisters around the world who are facing many challenges. And let us also remember Israel who are God's chosen people. If you don't believe that, well, I don't know what to tell you. Then you need to really open your Bible and read. And either way, we need to pray for them because they are the chosen ones. We were grafted in, so we must always remember that. And we must always remember to include them in our prayers. So yes, so enough of my commentary. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, both past and present. We thank you for strengthening them and allowing them to be examples of how we are supposed to walk and how we are supposed to live and also how we are supposed to stand for our faith in none other than your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we have arrived at the quote of the episode, and the time now is currently 2.30 a.m. This episode's quote is, The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Let me repeat that again. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And that's by Tertullian. So if you've made it this far, I would like to say thank you. So once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And indeed, if this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, CastBox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, and Deezer, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. You can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcasts, 
which is entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional podcast featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes.com, Google Play, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement Podcast. So, remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. But the key is, you got to do it now. Now is the time. You cannot wait until it is too late. Don't wait until it's too late. Now is the time to do it while you're still here. While you're still living, you're still breathing. This is the time. Because once that time is up and you haven't done it, once you have crossed from life into death, you can't go back. You can go forward, but you can't go backward. And if you have left this world without Christ, there is no going back. There's only going forward. And it definitely will not be towards eternal life. It'll be to eternal condemnation. So please, if you have never had the chance to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now is the time. Find yourself a good church, a church that truly teaches the Word of God, that teaches about the true God of heaven, not just the God of love. Yes, we have the God of love. We have the faithful God, the merciful God, the loving, kind, wonderful God, but we also got a just God. Mm-hmm. So he's not just the God of love. He's also a very just God. In a lot of these churches, they don't tell you about the just God. But you get yourself a good Bible and open your Bible and start to read and learn who God is for yourself and learn who his son Jesus Christ truly is and the work that was done at the cross in order for both you and I to have the ability to receive the most precious gift which comes through none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is the gift of salvation that leads to eternal life. So see you next time. Be blessed.